welcome, welcome. Love My name is Captain Planet. No, Now, when you read a book, 
they wanted you to write a book report once a month. That, that's the old school mentality of trying to instill discipline, or that was my father's mentality, to try to instill discipline mentally and intellectually. Part of that book report, though, me was what? Was what I just finished saying. Who, number one. What, when, where, why, and how. Okay? First question, who? Who is going to be the owners of the future? Got to ask yourself that. Now, every question I ask, the who is going to have an A and a B part to it. The A is who is going to be the owners of the future? The B is are you going to own tomorrow? I really want you to really let that sink in your brain. Who is going to be the owners of the future? The future is a goal far from now. And are you going to own tomorrow? Tomorrow is the future, but that's immediately. This is a very important thought process. I talked about the future, and I talked about tomorrow. You have to see both at the same time. And you consistently have to measure yourself at the same time to both of those goals. So the who is who is going to own the future, and are you going to own your tomorrow? Two options with who's going to own the future. And those two options is, is it going to be your open enemy or is it going to be yourself? Again, is it going to be your open enemy or is it going to be yourself? So if we was playing sports, is it going to be the defense that's going to win or is it going to be the offense that's going to impose their will on the defense and win? And if you got the ball, you want offense. Vice versa, if you want defense, what our open enemy is, they're consistently trying to oppress us and block block us from being able to achieve freedom financially. Because this is a financial conversation. There's a lot of things in life that they're doing outside of finances, but this is for my nine to fivers for you to supersede the defense that they're putting on you if you're if you're in the nine to five and you're trying to go offensive and you're trying to get out of the trap. Again, is it going to be your open enemy or is it going to be you? You must choose yourself every time. Last time I got criticized for speaking fast, so I'm trying to slow it down. You must choose yourself every family every time. Your legacy over wearing the other team's jersey. What do I mean by that? A lot of people like to throw that word legacy around. But legacy means something that you're actively doing to protect the resources to be able to push it into the next future with your DNA. You do not do that by wearing the other team's jersey. What do I mean by that? I'm talking about wearing um, name brands that have their name all across your chest that are overcharging you for, to wear for a coat. And all you're doing is representing them and, and redistributing your money into that family's hands. Definition of luxury. You must change your definition of luxury. Now, when you look up luxury, whatever Google tells you, remember Google is still your open enemy. Hey, you could take that or leave that. But I'm going to give you my definition of luxury. Luxury is spending time with family and friends and associates. I wish to be around. Here's the key. Building something and progressing.
time with family and friends, high-fiving, and we not doing nothing, that's not luxury. That's just killing time, okay? We must be spending time with our family and our friends and our associates to be around building something, progressing, okay? Notice I didn't just say being with these people. I said building with these people. That's what we must do. We must be building at all times. Either you're building or you're destroying time, okay? When you're playing a basketball game, either you're progressing or you're not progressing because the other team is playing defense. They're trying to stop you, and they're trying to score on you as well. The who is you, again. Who are going to be the owners of the future and who is going to own tomorrow? You can't choose the open enemy. You must. So, again, the who is you in this book report of financial life. However, in our community, we don't have enough transparent economic role models. I understand that is the problem. The Let me see how to best put it. The generation before me, they didn't see the importance of being transparent about their finances. So does that mean they didn't do a good job and everything else? No, that's not what I'm saying. They did an amazing job in everything else they're doing. But once again, this is a financial conversation. We're talking about finances. And any time you want to become better than what than the example that was already led to you, you have to do something different than what they did to push it to the next level. Okay? In our community, we did not have enough economic role models. So since we didn't have enough economic role models, what do you think we should do? my generation, all we have to do is become a transparent role model economically so that the next generation could see where we went wrong. Now, that entails keeping documentation. Documentation beats conversation. So that's why we're doing this talk every two weeks because I'm documenting my progress every two weeks of where I started to where I am and showing you how consistently you need to document it along with today these mental guidelines, so to speak, okay? Let me give you an example of the generation before and how we have to change that. Just this week, a quality black man slash soon-to-be mentor told me he was my uncle, and he told me when the topic of money came up, he said, oh, I don't discuss finances. So right there, that just set off a red light in my head of what I have to do with someone else who I call myself an uncle to. Okay, if I'm going to call somebody my nephew in the finance world, I have to be able to discuss finances because guess what? That day, my nephew got hungry. It cost money to eat. That day, my nephew had to go sleep. It cost money to provide that roof over his head. That day, my nephew might have put gas in his car. That cost money. Everything costs money. So we must be discussing finances within our family relationship, within our family setting. Okay, so if you don't discuss finances, well, how am I supposed to succeed in that area, uncle? That's what I'm going to ask. You know, the next time I get in an environment with that particular gentleman and it's just me and them, I didn't want to ask him that in public. I really want to ask him in private, hey, man, you said you was my uncle, man, and, you know, you said you wanted to put your arm around me and guide me, but then when the topic of finance came up, you said you didn't want to discuss it. So I'll report back to you what that answer is, you know. Because once again, when I go to eat, it costs money. Where I'm going to live, it costs money. Everything costs money. When I need clothing, 
It costs money. Again, the who is you, like I said. Who is going to be the owners of the future? Then after that, you must be a transparent leader for the ones coming behind you. I read a book before. It's called Thinking Grow Rich to Black Choice. And then I actually met Dennis Kimbrough. I only know one set of friends that are wealthy growing up, and that's Richard Vin- uh, Rudy Vincent. And Rudy married Dennis Kimbrough's daughter, Mackenzie. Okay? And he told me the race is won in passing the baton. So that's what I want to say to, to the mentor that said he was my uncle. The race is won in passing the baton, and you have to pass the baton properly because if you don't pass the baton properly in a relay race, we lose. And you have to be able to touch and show the minds coming behind you the road to success. Again, documentation beats conversation. You have to document all of your struggles. You have to document your wins to be able to tell the next generation, uncle. That's what I would tell the generation prior to me and the generation behind me as well. I want to prove to them that I documented as much as possible so that I could put my intelligence on display as well as my ignorance on display. And ignorance, when I look at that word, is what I ignored to do because all of the information is out there now. So it's either I'm going to utilize the information or I ignored it. So I want the next generation to see, put my intelligence on display, as Brother Arthur would say at the mosque. Or I want to put my ignorance on display so somebody could put their arm around me, point me in the right direction. Um, Not to show an image, meaning showing something that I can imagine, and not to discuss these things, uh, I don't think is a good practice in in our community, in our culture, and I think we need to change that. We all have to show the documentation to each other. Uh, We have to show each other our stock accounts. We have to show each other our mortgage statements. Um, We have to, like I said, put our financial intelligence on display, okay? You have to show your rental income on display. You have to show your numerical progression on display in the financial area, not showing our gold chains. I mean, I... I don't even know anybody who has gold chains anymore that they know about slavery. Not showing us our car, a car that loses value, that becomes a hindrance in you being able to um, invest in the future because it's eating away at your profit. Not showing how nice your clothes are. Not showing how good you speak. Um, Because last time I checked, when I was growing up, they said talk was cheap, and I kind of believed them. So people who speak of a quality manner, that's good to be able to get the point across, but I need to hear you, I need to speak, I need to see you speak through your actions, through your execution, or as they used to say, actions speak louder than words. I don't know if they still say that. I don't know if they still say chalk is cheap, because I kind of agree with that, okay? So anytime you give you a title in someone's life, um, you have to earn that title. I'm not sure if Malcolm X said it, not every brother's a brother. Um, but that's the main thing. You you have to earn that title by giving a transparent example of a necessity, especially financially. So Captain Planet says you gotta show your documentation because you can't live on a planet without a plan and that's what I stand behind. Um now we can move on to number two. Number one was the who. So we got the answer to that. That's you. You the who. You're going to own the future. you got to give yourself these positive affirmations. Own tomorrow. 
So that means you got to come up with a plan, a short-term plan and a long-term plan. So that's what you should have got out of that. Those are the notes that you should have wrote down. Underneath the who is you. Underneath that, you're going to put down, have a long-term goal as well as a short-term goal and always measure myself from where I am in relationship to where I want to be in between those two goals. Copy. Let's move on. Who in that book report is what my father wanted to see. What in that book report was next? What are you going to do to own the future? Okay? That's the A part. Are you going to do to own tomorrow? Okay, we got the who. Okay? We know the who is you. We know we got to measure the distance between where we are and where we want to be. We got to have a goal. Because if you shoot for nothing, you hit nothing dead on the head. I want you to think about that. Number two, what are you going to do to own the future? What are you going to do to own tomorrow? Get on your, on your brain. What are you going to do to own the future? So bottom line is this. What are you going to own, period? Ownership is grown-up Can't curse on here. I'm going to say it again. Ownership is grown-up So we have to consistently advance to own as much as possible, okay? The Back in the day, the open enemy used to call us a boy. That's why he called us a boy, because that's what he saw us. We were like boy-like people. Um, we depended upon them with everything. I was talking to Irv. He said, you can't sell what you don't own. Now, that's okay, because today we're going to put a stop to that. We're going to try to own everything, okay? When, we, when you own a stock, you actually own a share. When you own a share, rather, you actually own a piece of that company, okay? All of that today, meaning the non-ownership. Because I'm currently working on a plan, putting together something for the $100 black guard and the $1 black guard to purchase something together collectively. I'm currently designing that as we speak. Stand by. The plan is coming. You can't live on a plan. It's without a plan. So the reason why I say the $100 person who, who who's saving $100 above their bills every week they have to be in the same room with the person who's only saving a dollar. And they have to include them because you have to give something for your people to aspire to be. And the first two letters of wealth is we. And we have to do it together. And we can't, no man can't be left behind. So if we design a plan where only people, once you aspire and you get to $100, can be in the club, then that's excluding everyone else. No man left behind. We got to design a plan of what we can do collectively. And then we have to brag different. Our bragging and our um, pride, if that's, a, you know, some people see that as a negative word. Our affirmations have to be what we did together. That's that conversation has to be. We have to brag on what we have done together. So Carisha, he says, he love it when I brag. That's what she say on the Diddy song, right? She told Sean that. She says, Sean, I, I, I love it. She says that he loves, Sean loves. When she brags, that's what we have to do. We have to brag about what we have done together. 
And that has to be the new reflection of financial execution and progress. Now, the question is, are you going to own an income-producing home? Are you going to own income-producing land? Or are you going to own income-producing stock, collecting dividends or trading stock options, calls and puts? You literally have to play real-life Monopoly. This is literally your only way out as a 9-to-5 trap, is a trap. That's a fact. But now you can get out of it. I just gave you the three options. You can own a home that is income-producing. And this is why I said before, you got to show the documentation of collecting rent to be able to show the next generation how many years you went. You got to brag of how many years you went straight without missing a collection of rental income. You got to brag of how many years straight you took that rental income and then you applied it to the principal of the mortgage for you to escape the open enemy from charge overcharging you interest rates. That's got to be, your self-esteem's got to be made up of a numerical line of progression. Like I said, once again, there's so many other things to life. I don't want you to think that all I'm doing is talking about finances and all I'm worried and concerned about is finances. I'm just saying we happen to be having a financial conversation and a financial show today, okay? My name is Captain Planet because you can't live on a planet without a plan. We need to plan everything in every facet of our life. The name of the show is called Messiah Lifestyle. Life is what God gives you. Style is how you live it. And in our life, they gave us a bunch of people of entertainers to be like. And why be like them when you could be like the Messiah? So with that being said, we got to get our way up out of this nine-to-five trap. Now, let's get to the education. See, it's a trap for a couple reasons. What's the first trap? The first trap is when you get a nine-to-five job, it's called taxes, okay? So I want you to think in your head before I come up with my assumption, but I want you to think in your head for a second, how much do are they taking out of your checks and taxes percentage-wise? Just think on that. Now that you came up with that thought, I'm going to say most people, we pay in 30% in taxes, okay? This is out of our check before you even get it. If that ain't some sucker, shh, you can't curse now. You work for it, and they just take it from you. Then at the end of the year, they have the nerve to ask you to report to them. They should be reporting to you what they did with the money. So number two is, if you purchase a home, a.k.a. the American dream, which is which I'm going to prove to you shortly that it's the American nightmare, if you don't run the Captain Planet play because you can't live on a planet without a plan, a home that is not income producing, meaning you're not collecting rent and business in it, is a hindrance. It's a setback. You might as well be saying that you're moonwalking. You're looking forward, and you're going backwards, okay? Because it's called amortization. What is amortization? When you purchase a home, now let's get into the education. Write this down. The word is amortization, okay? That's A-M-O-R-T-I-Z-A-C-I-O-N, amortization. 
Now, what is amortization? This is, in my words, the ability for the open enemy to lie to you in your face about your interest rate. He's providing for you by telling you your interest rate. Today's interest rate is roughly about 6%. However, when you do the math, it's 83%. Yeah, you heard me correctly. He puts on paper that it's 6%. However, when you get to the math, it's 83%. Then even further, when he gives you the definition of amortization, he, he gives you a lie. And he, and he further hides the truth because he doesn't give that breakdown. Now, let me validate what I just said with mathematics, which can be proven in no matter of time. For example, get your pen and paper right. If you buy a home for 500000 at 6% interest rate with a 30-year term, the math is as follows. Your monthly relationship with the bank without taxes and insurance, again, without taxes and insurance, your pure relationship between you and the bank is $2,997.75. Write that down. House. 500 grand, interest rate, 6%, term, 30 years. I'm pausing to let you write it down. Your, your relationship between you and the bank, your monthly payment is $2,997.75. That's between you and the bank. However, the open enemy utilizes technology called amortization, where he charges you all of the interest up front. So, for example, on your first payment, your interest to principal ratio is as follows. Your first month, your interest is 2500 Write that down. That's how much he's charging you in interest. And four ninety-seven seventy-five, which is the principal, out of the $2,997.75. So he's charging you interest, 2500 $2, and what you signed up to pay is only four hundred ninety-seven and seventy-five dollars. You're getting credit. I mean, seventy-five cent. You're getting credit for. Now let's do some third grade math. I don't know if you guys remember this in third grade, sixth grade, ninth grade, whatever grade that you learned it. I'm sure in in some point in time they gave you this equation. This equation is called is over of, and it's written like the is line, and then you put the division line under is, and then of, okay? Next to that, you write it, You write equals X, the division line underneath it, over 100. Is over of equals X over 100 is how we figure out percentages. So what's the is? The is is the interest, because we're trying to figure out the exact interest that they're charging us. That's 2500 over 2997 cents. You're going to cross-multiply, okay? That's how you get X by itself. You cross-multiply. You take 2500 and you multiply it by 100 equals 250000 Then you divide 250000 by... The amount of the mortgage, which is two thousand nine hundred ninety-seven and seventy-five cents, to get the true percentage rate, which is eighty-three percent. So the phrase "a sucker is born every day" is rooted in the banking system. Is rooted in your open enemy thought process. He calling you a sucker because he's putting it down on paper that is six percent, and he know that you just want this American dream so bad. You should be wanting the Kemet dream 
the African dream, whatever you call the motherland, but you want this American dream so bad. So since you want it so bad, sucker, we're going to write down 6%. But then we know you ain't going to do the math because you're not in the habit of, of checking us. You're not in the habit of checking your own draw. So since you're not in the habit of doing that, we're going to play on your habit. And we're going to charge you 83%. So now, imagine if you're playing football, right? It's third and six. You run in a play. You draw up a play. But in reality, it's third and 83. That's what's going on in our community and our financial life right now. We run in the wrong play. So I repeat again, the phrase, the suckers born every day is rooted in the banking business and rooted in our open enemies game plan. Um, you sign a closing agreement, sent loan, and the open enemy has charged you 83%. Now the question is, after this knowledge sinks into your head, what are you going to do about this? After you go home and you, you replay is over of equals X over 100, you cross multiply, you get that down pack, you learn how to figure out percentages, and you realize that he's charging you 83% and not 6%. The key is, what are you going to do after you have this knowledge in your head? So, again, 2,500 is 83.39% out of 2,997 and 75%, which is your monthly bill, after they told you it was only 6%. Now, check this out. As a matter of fact, their word on the 348th month, where the interest to principal ratio is 6%. So the 348th month is the 29th year. So they lie to you for 29 years straight. Family, I don't know how you feel about that. But that's my motivation, to figure out all of their lies that they done told us. We can't rely on them to tell us the truth. That's why we got to be transparent with each other. That's why we got to show each other our mortgage statements. That's why we got to show each other our stock accounts. That's why we got to put our intelligence on display so that the next generation behind us can critique us properly and be able to see what we did correctly, as well as put our ignorance on display so they cannot do the same thing and fall into the same trap. Okay? So, their word to 6% on a 348th month, which is the 29th year, where the interest is $188.21 and the principal is $2,809.54. So remember, your constant relationship between the bank monthly is $2,997.75. So once again, you do the same third-grade equation. You multiply 188.21, which is the interest, on the 348th month, and you multiply that times 100, and then you divide that, by 2,997 and 75%. So that's 18,021 divided by 2,997 and 75%, which is your monthly payment. That equals to 6.2%. So I just proved to you in a no matter of time that they lied to you for 29 years, overcharging you all the interest up front, and then definition of that is called amortization. The open enemy will traumatize you financially for 29 years. Then keep his word on the 29th year, which is the 348th month. And I'm not sure if you're okay with that. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. That's why I pay extra payments towards the principal because I know literally I'm buying the future for the next generation. 
I'm buying the future for my son and the next generation so that he doesn't have to go through this mess. This is this is crazy. And we out here buying overpriced cars, luxury cars, or quote-unquote luxury cars. I already told you what the definition of luxury is. So if you buy a luxury car for $1,000 when you could have bought a car that you believe to be reliable for 500 you just mismanaged $500 that you could have applied towards the principal to be able to purchase months in advance that your child doesn't have to get raped by the open enemy pertaining to amortization. Okay? That's the play that they're running on you. So if you get a house for 500 grand at 6% accumulated, uh, 6% interest rate for a 30 year payment, that equals out to a million $79,190. Okay. $579,190. So you end up paying 115% more than you agreed to pay for. So these numbers are key. These numbers are key. I'm going to break it down again, nice and smooth for you. 500000 6% loan. That's what the current rates are. 30 years. You're going to end up paying $579,190 in interest, which comes out to 115% more. And meanwhile, you're thinking it's only a 6% loan when it's really 115% more than you agreed to pay. Well, some people say, well, well, that's how it's always be. So that don't mean it's right. That don't mean we don't run a play against them. That don't mean we don't do something against them. All right, cool. That's the play you're you playing. Now we're going to run a play back. And running that playback is have to you have to be able to collect rent, uh, income-producing property. That's what you have to seek out: income-producing land, income-producing stocks. Okay. Again, now the question is: What is the play? Are you going to run back on them? I just gave you that answer. But the scary part is, our people don't even know this play is being ran on us in this capacity. Again. For my football fans, imagine if you think it's fourth down and six yard on a six yard line to get a touchdown, and you design a play to win when it's actually fourth and eighty three to win the game. You don't stand a chance to win the game at all. This is why you need Captain Planet in your life. This is why if you are nine to fiver, that's the only way you're gonna win the game. I'm currently working on the book, Messiah Lifestyle. Life is what God gives you. Style is how you live it. Where we're going to break down all of this in the book. We're going to give you a step-by-step booklet. And you need the book because you can't just listen to this. This is just one part of utilizing your brain. As um, Brother Forrest let me know, when you listen to somebody on the radio, you have to imagine what they're saying. So, yes, hearing um, is part of your learning. However, it's called read, write, and recite. So you must get this book upon completion. So it's read, write, and recite. And I had this idea. I'm just going to throw it out there, and you guys let me know in the email or the comments if it's a good idea. This is the second episode. And every episode pre-orders the book. I'm going to guarantee I'm going to have the book done by the 26th episode, which would complete a year. <laughs> and I'll have the book completed. But the people who, who, who message on the first one, an email on the first episode, that's their receipt. And whatever critique they give, that they could purchase the book for a dollar. If you email or comment on the second um, episode, that's your receipt, date and time, that you could receive it 
for two dollars, and I'm gonna go all the way up to twenty six dollars. And when the book is complete, I'll be selling the book for twenty six dollars. Okay. So furthermore, the silent trap. Uh, we already know the, the the screaming trap is the taxes. The next screaming trap is the interest on the mortgage. Furthermore, there's some silent traps. The silent traps are the distractions. Now, I want you to think about three distractions right now in your brain that the open enemy gives us. Just think for a second. Okay? Write these three distractions down. Because after they hit you with sleep and work, sleep for eight hours, work for eight hours, you only got eight hours left in a day. The open enemy then serves you with a multitude of distractions to keep you trapped and distracted. That could be alcohol. That could be holidays. That could be you doing all these planning for these holidays, and they've got one coming around every month. January, Martin Luther King. February, Valentine's Day. March, this. May, Mother's Day. Father's Day. Um, Christmas. Thanksgiving. It don't stop. New Year's. They just keep hitting you, okay? So let's go back to the book report theory of what I was learning from my father and how I'm taking an old school method and revitalizing it into a financial way. I'm remixing it. I'm doing the Sean on y'all. I'm doing the Sean Combs. I'm trying to remix it. So we got who, we got what, and then number three, when. When are you going to start to work on your future? Okay, when are you going to start to work on tomorrow? You have to measure your goals by time. You have to know the distance between where you are and where you want to be relationship. You have to want to be in position at all times to see your short-term goal as well as your yearly goal. All goals need to be measured in time and numerically. I'm going to say it again. All goals need to be measured in time and numerically. Investing is a simple number line that you can keep track of. Listen, one plus one is two all across the world. And you have to consistently measure all of your goals. So the question is, when are you going to start and when are you going to get to each point of your goal, whether it be yearly or whether it be in the future 20 years from now? And if you're paying extra payments towards a mortgage, you're already putting yourself in a 30-year time capsule that you're going 30 years ahead in time. That's back to the future for real. So when you pay extra payments on the mortgage and you're lowering the amount of interest the open enemy could get, you're thinking 30 years ahead. Without even knowing you think you're 30 years ahead. These are the things I got to teach you because my people, they don't they hit us with the, they don't blew dust in our face. Okay? Number four, where are you going to look for these opportunities to own the future? Where are you going to look for the opportunities to own tomorrow? Are you going to own the future in? That's the where. We're going location. What stops? Or, or companies are you going to buy tomorrow? Who is going to be your number one draft pick? So I was talking to Dion the other day, and he said, I wish that the day after the draft, 
we had a corporation of five four five hundred uh the Fortune five hundred draft. Meaning what companies are you gonna buy to own? Dion said ninety percent of ninety seven percent of our kids are not gonna go pro. But a hundred percent of them are going to be a consumer at some point in time of the top five hundred companies in their life span. So they could say <clears throat> so basically they're they're not going to the league, but a hundred percent they're going to purchase from one of these top five hundred companies. So y'all already know my model. Captain Planet says what? You gotta purchase the S and P five hundred, which is five hundred and five of the largest stocks in the world, which is eighty percent of the money in the world. That's what I chose to do. So now the question I asked you before pertaining to stocks is what companies are you gonna buy? Then I said who's gonna be your number one draft pick? So you got to ask yourself, who's the number one company in the world? The answer is Apple, meaning market cap-wise, who has the most money. So now I just need you to do your research. What was Apple five years ago, percentage-wise? What was Apple 10 years ago? Okay? Past performance is not a predictor of future performance. I'm not telling you to buy the stock, but I'm just asking you to utilize the research by starting at the top. Okay? So Captain Planet says what? Why not be an owner of those 505 companies in the world? And on that note, sometimes I often wonder how the Messiah would invest. If we was amongst the Messiah today, how would he analyze these companies and how would he choose to be fruitful and multiply if he was here today? Because when I invest for myself for the first time, I thought about who – I didn't even know who the best investor was. But I, I acted and said, if I had to come up with an imaginary person, who the best investor is, how would he see this? Literally what I did. And I really didn't want to put an answer to it, but I said, whoever that person is, they're attempting to properly manage every blessing and every dollar that they receive to make God happy. Um, they literally would try to make God happy by properly managing all of their efforts. Okay? If you have not purchased a stock before, you have to ask yourself, again, who's the number one company in the world? Right? Then you have to ask yourself, when are you going to execute on that research? So I didn't choose the number one company in the world at the time. I chose the S&P 500. Again, I'm going to say it like a rap song, which is the 505 of the largest stocks in the world, which is also known as equity index fund, which is also known as large cap, which is 80% of the money in the world at the time, because that is where my research led me. Back in the day, I, I forgot what movie it was, but it was a part in the movie the comedian said, you've got to follow the drip, follow the drip, follow the drip, 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 drip. I was following the drip for success. And in investing, the dividends are the drip. Dividend reinvestment plan. That's what drip stands for, in investing. But it was only logical. Because I said, if I'm going to give my money to anybody, I'm going to give it to the top 500 companies in the world. So when you get a dividend reinvestment plan, they take the dividends and they reinvest it back into the stock. Okay? So that you purchase more shares. 
Yo, Sean said something so deep the other day. He said, dividends is the new Benjamin. That was it. Game over. When I heard that, when I heard that, I said, nah. You got to get the nine to fives to turn the Benjamins into dividends. So dividends is the new Benjamins. But how do I get my people to turn their nine to five Benjamins into dividends? That's what I heard. So he said dividends is the new Benjamins. That sounded cute and that sounded fly. I said, nah, I got to get my people to turn their Benjamins into dividends. I got to get my people to turn their nine to five Benjamins into dividends so then that that money could drip, 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 drip and add up so that it'll be more than their original Benjamin. Number five. Who, what, when, where. Number five is why. Why should you own the future? Why should you own tomorrow? Because if not, your open enemy will own the future. And he's going to own them all. So it's either you tell yourself what to do and have a direct uh, plan, or he's going to have a plan for you. You can't live on the planet without a plan. So if you don't plan it, he's going to plan it for you. And you, if you think his plan is better for you than for you to plan for yourself, you sadly mistaken. And I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to go out like Willie Lump Lump. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to go out like Willie Lump Lump. Again, I was talking to Sean the other day. He was telling me he was tired of seeing all these things. He was tired of seeing these different slave movies about the open enemy burning kids. They did this to us. They did that to us. We can't even breathe. We have like 0% of the wealth. Don't y'all want to fight? He asked. What the F? This is the fight. The finances is the fight. Our ability to not give them our money and to be able to be fruitful and multiply and properly have a vision I mean, the Bible says, without a vision, your people will perish. Sean went on to say, we can get all that other sh later, after we get some money, independent, and start getting some resources to police our own community. You want to cure diabetes, Sean said? You need money for healthy food. The wealth gap, you need money. You need money. That's it. Everybody leave. You need money. Now, once you get the money, Captain Planet is saying, what you going to do with the money? See, I'm taking what Sean's saying and pointing it out that's 100% true, and now I'm going to add on it. Once you get the money, you have to invest it because if you spend it, the last three letters of spend is N, okay? So if you don't have money or working on getting some money, you're going to be broke, okay? And, and I try to, like, utilize words as motivation to me, meaning what you're currently doing is not working. It's broken. So broke means it's broken. All you have to do is change what you're currently doing, and then you're not broken no more. Sit here and keep talking about the same stuff over and over again that they was talking for the last 100 years, years ago, and Sean was saying, I'm not doing that. And I agree with him. I agree with every word that he said. I don't want to do that no more. I don't want to keep talking about the same thing. Dame Dash said the other day, he's a boxer. He said, in boxing, you know you're going to get hit. The key is to be able to block every punch that's coming. The reason why open enemy is so um, comfortable 
It's because they ain't seen every punch that we done threw at them. This is what Dame was saying. And Dame said in the interview, yo, you know a punch they ain't never seen before? All of us throwing a punch at the same time. All of us being collective. All of us doing everything. We moving as one. So we ain't got to suffer no consequences. They ain't got they ain't got a block for that. They got a block for voting. They got a block for rioting. They got a block for um, what else? You name it. They got a block for everything we already we are everything that we already did. We 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 go we gonna keep repeating. I'm tired of that. They got a block for that. Last but not least, how are you gonna own the future? How are you gonna own tomorrow? Are you going to own real estate that's producing income? Are you going to own stocks that are gaining equity and accumulative interest? You have to do both, real estate and stocks. You have to do both. This is the only way that you're going to be able to enhance your family legacy as a nine-to-five employee in this current world. So you got to think about who, what, when, where, why, um, and how. That's a simple format that I took from the generation before us. They consistently um, told me that you have to read um, book reports to be able to enhance your mind. I just took that system and and, and I did the showing on them. I remixed it. You know, I remixed it. Now let's get to the numbers and let's get to the first five steps. Last episode, we dropped 35 steps on you. Brother Forrest said, yo, man, that's too much, man. That was a whole college course. Good Lord. I said, okay, no problem. So step one, you got to write out your total checks, how many checks you're going to receive for for your entire career of when you're going to stop working and you're just going to completely manage the money that you've developed. And for me, I came up with a 20-year plan. Um, And that 20-year plan, if you get paid biweekly, is 26 checks. So I'm going to slow down a little. Because I'm going to drop these last five step numbers wise, and then I'm going to ask Brother Forrest how I did today. Um, so, again, we get paid 26 times a year. I wanted to come up with a 20 year plan. 26 times 20 is 520. That is step one. Knowing your total amount of checks within this plan. <clears throat> step two. How many checks have you received? 458 checks. I'm currently on 459 checks. You have to write down how many checks you received. Checks remaining. So 520 minus 459 is 61. 61 checks left. Okay. I want everybody to think about this right here. The third, the third step is, the third step is, what do you have in your stock account? So two weeks ago, I had six hundred and seventy-six thousand two hundred and sixty dollars and fifty-eight cents. Currently, at the end of my two weeks' time, when I got paid, I had. 700,000. Okay, so let's do the math. I had $700,109.07. So let's go to the math. I currently have 700,000 
$109. I'm doing it live with y'all. And seven cents minus what I had before, 676,260 and 58 cents. That's a total increase of $23,848.49 increase, okay? My savings remain the same. The amount I had in a brokerage account, that's to buy individual stocks, increased by a little. So overall, in between last week and this week, I went up $24,810.46. Now, that large number that I told you in the market, I have that 100% in the S&P 500, which is 505 of the largest stocks in the world, which is 80% of the money in the world, which is also known as equity index fund, which is also known as large cap. So Brother Forrest says stop right there. Oh, I'll go one more further. So step one is how many paychecks, your total checks in your whole career. Step two is how many checks you received. That was 459. Step three is how many checks you have left. Step four is how much do you have into the S&P 500 or what is known as the ETF, what is equity index fund, which is large cap, which is a bath out of the number one stocks in the world, the top stocks in the world, which has a minimum standard to be in that category. The company has to make more than $10 billion. Then I broke down my savings. That was $39,594.83. Then I broke down the brokerage account where you have individual stocks. And like I said, this is all my nine-to-five money. I'm not including anything else to cheat, to say uh, this, that, and the other. This is nine-to-five money that I've been doing for 17 years, six months, and two weeks, and I've been consistent with, okay? My total between my my S&P money, my savings, and my brokerage account is $758,954.97. You divide that by 459, that equals my average profit margin above your bills. Remember, LeBron James scores 300 points. He played 10 games for the year. His average is 30 points per game. Guess what? I got a game every two weeks. I, pay, I played 459 games already. And out of the 459 games, my average points per game is one thousand six hundred and fifty three and forty nine cents. Um, I hope I served you well. This is for my family, for my friends, for my associates, my brothers and sisters. Man, I beg you. Can't live on a planet without a plan. I beg you to listen to my intelligence that I put on display. I beg you to listen to my ignorance that I put on display. And if you got a better way, please speak up. But if you ain't got no better way and you ain't been on your plan longer than I have, just be quiet and listen, please. We we need you in this fight. And I'm coming up with a plan shortly for the $100 person to all invest as well as with the person who only has a dollar. And we're going to create an expectation of continuation. So when I say average profit margin above my bills, that's my average points per game. But if you're not in the sports, you may not be able to grasp that. The bottom line is I want you to hear these words, write it down, expectation of continuation. What are you going to expect from yourself and your family that y'all are going to do collectively 
and that you're going to continue to do, and you ain't never going to go back. So when I say I've been doing this for 459 bi-weekly trades, I'm letting you know and I'm painting a picture. I ain't never going back. When I tell you my average profit margin above my bills is $1,653.49, I'm letting you know that's what I'm trying to maintain in the next four weeks. Now, last check, my um my average profit margin above my bills was $1,602.93. Okay? $1 in my average. Knowing the distance between where you are and where you want to be at all times. Documentation be conversation. I know you could do it, family. You know why? Because we used to laugh at people who had a job at McDonald's or Burger King, but there was a major lesson that they taught you at McDonald's or Burger King at 16 years old. If your draw wasn't right, you was fired. You might you might have got a pass one time, two times. On the third time, you got fired. So if you learned that at McDonald's and that was the lowest job of minimum wage, why don't we know our draw in real life? We have to take these simple things that our open enemy has taught us, and we have to apply it in our real life, and we got to design a play to be able to overcome what they did. Today we went over the play of amortization. I hope you got that. I hope you go back and you listen to this and you replay it back as many times as you need. Reach out to us. Email us. Um, Black Hole Radio. You need to email us. Uh, Brother Forrest is going to come on and give you guys all of the information of how to email, how to contact us. Again, I'm Captain Planet. You can't live on a planet without a plan. The name of the show is called Messiah Lifestyle. Life is what God gives you. Style is how you're going to live it. And our culture, they gave us to be Mike Jordan, Jackson, Tyson. No disrespect to them. I appreciate their contribution. But I'm going to be like the Messiah, and I'm going to be fruitful and multiply everything, all of my blessings. I hope I served you, Brother Forrest. Tell me how I did today. Think I did good? What do you think I did bad? Talk to me, Brother Forrest, please. How did you receive this message? Hello? Yeah, that's it. I um I hope everybody um enjoyed today's message. I gave yeah, you a brother, the of- message was great. I'm not gonna critique you live on the air. The way I want, we I want the way it, we do it. I want it because I'm I wanna stand in front of I wanna stand brother, in brother, front of whoever brother, I need to stand to be better. Brother, brother, no sir, love you, but no sir. You did a great job. You did a great job. You can email us at blackhole. That's black e l a c k hole w w h o l e radio r a d i o at gmail dot com. Blackholeradio at gmail dot com. Tune in not the next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that. Which let me double check my calendar because I'm. Slow on the calendar today. Hold on. February 8th, I believe. I believe you're right, my brother, but I'm just double-checking because I don't want to give people wrong information. Yes, it will be February 8th. So February the 8th at 7 p.m., tune in. But remember, you can go to blog talk forward slash black hole radio forward slash Messiah lifestyle and listen to the archives. Bring it. There's nothing wrong with listening to it over and over again until you get it right, and then email us if you have any questions. Y'all have a beautiful day. May God take you and your families and keep you safe, and we're going to leave you as we greeted you. I'm from Your money. I'm in
vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner kia movement that inspires 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.